Okay, we are live. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Thanks for being here and tuning in today. It's Sam with another author video for you. If you didn't know already, I'm here with author Janelle Leanne Schmidt to talk about reading, writing, publishing, and more. Hey, Janelle. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Sure, thank you for being here. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right. Good, good, good. The end of the week. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's Friday morning, not, not so much to go wrong yet, hopefully. Yeah. Right, right. Other than a few technical technical difficulties getting on here, yeah, I think we're good. Um, Janelle is a fantasy author, and you've written many books, I believe. Is that right? And yeah, I've written quite a few. But um, your newest one is called The Orb and the Airship. So I'll let her tell you more about that in a minute. I'm very grateful that Janelle agreed to be on here with, with us today and answer some of our questions. So as always, I have some questions prepared, and I will um, you know, want to go through those so she can she can tell us all about her her works, old and new. But let's make this an interactive discussion. So if you're watching today, if you're a reader, writer, whatever, fan of fantasy, a friend of Janelle is just supporting her or a friend of mine just supporting me, whatever, but um, any or all, all of the above, post your questions in the chat about reading, writing, publishing, fantasy, fandom, or any of those topics, because topics, we want to hear from you too. Okay, let's get started. For those who aren't familiar, Janelle, can you give us a quick overview of the books you've written, maybe your series or, or just... I mean, not necessarily every single one. If there's a lot, but just what kind of what, what kind of things have you been writing so far? Yeah, for sure. So I write family friendly fantasy, mm -hmm. and um, and I I try to take my readers on an epic adventure, and I guarantee that they will not return home unchanged. So my tagline is safe return doubtful because I'm also a big Ernest Shackleton fan. And I have a four book fantasy series out called The Minstrel's Song. And that's about um, just kind of your standard epic fantasy quest. And then I have a middle grade currently standalone called Echo of the Fae. And nice. that's okay. um, about a young girl who discovers that her family has some pretty big secrets. And that sort of sends her into the fey lands that she didn't think were real and she has to try to rescue a sister she didn't know she had hmm. so that one i'm brainstorming for a sequel now okay. um, but what's coming out next uh next month actually is the first book in a brand new series that's um that's got airship pirates and a wizard okay. and uh sky battles and it's more more steampunk than anything I've written I was before. Say, it sounds a little steampunk, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm labeling it gas lamp because steampunk apparently there's a lot of rules and I'm not good at following rules. <laughs> so gas lamp is where you can put dragons and magic in your steampunk. And I feel like there's there's a, I mean there's obviously an overlap of sci-fi and fantasy. Maybe steampunk has some sci-fi elements, but you're more fantasy. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Dragons I tend and to... magic and all that stuff. Yeah, I tend to lean more fantasy. I do I do like watching sci-fi and I've got a couple of flash fiction pieces that I've done with um some space truckers that are great nice. fun. Okay. But <laughs> Okay. So yeah, you've written what you said at least two series and now this is beginning of a new series. That's that's impressive for for an independent author to be so prolific. It's awesome. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing. Um how did you get interested in writing, writing fantasy in the first place? Are there a favorite books or favorite movies that influenced you? Mm -hmm. um, well, just writing in general, my grandma wrote a book 
And my, my dad would read it out loud to us a lot. And so I think that was kind of where I first got the idea that a normal person could be an author. Was Um, it like fantasy or anything? It wasn't fantasy, actually. It's, it's very, uh, down home kind of little house on the prairie type of story, but, but I love it. And, but my dad also read us a good, a good amount of fantasy. He, he read us the Chronicles of Narnia, Lord of the Rings, Wrinkle in Time, all the classics, Lloyd Alexander's Pride in Chronicles. So I just kind of fell in love. Huh? Did did you say Wheel of Time? I thought I heard that. Um, I I have read the Wheel of Time. My dad did not read that one out loud to us. He said something after after Narnia or after Lord of the Rings. I couldn't tell. A Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time. time. Yeah. Which is kind of a bridge between sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah, that works. No. Yeah. Pretty much whenever I ask fantasy authors who inspired them, I mean, Tolkien and Lewis are always on the list. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, they're kind of a, they're kind of on the top of every every author's fantasy author's list, I think. But I would say some yeah. some of my my more like influencing my writing style and my stories, I would say Lloyd Alexander, George okay. MacDonald, yeah, uh, Stephen Lawhead, and Timothy Zahn would be my oh, Zahn, top four. Yeah. yeah, you you and I talked about about the Star Wars books. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Zahn. Yeah, I, I know it's more sci-fi than fantasy, but um, great author. And um, yeah, I, I, I've read all of his Star Wars books and I want to read his, his other stuff too, so. Yeah, his other stuff is really good. I highly recommend The Icarus Hunt. Okay, okay. I've, I've only read, I think the, um, what was it? The Dragon one? The, the, Dragon uh, and Thief? Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, I read that one a few years ago. Yeah, but, that one was good. Okay, I want to get into some of the others too. So that's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you who who influenced you, not not just your favorite star, but who influenced you. But you kind of addressed some of those. So great. sorry, I jumped the gun on that. Hey, that's okay. That's a that's a good combo. Yeah, um, I haven't read much Stephen Lawhead. My wife likes him though, so I, I know those names. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, lots of good lots of good stuff there. What are you reading right now? Anything interesting? Yeah, um, I'm always reading multiple books at a time because. That's how my brain works, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just I just finished Rhyme Winter by DJ Edwardson, which is just if you like the old school fantasy, that's that series is fantastic. He's got the third book coming out this summer. Um, and then uh, Grey Wolf's Heart by CM Banschbach. Right. And I'm currently listening to The Dragons of Introversia. And I can't remember who wrote that. I've, I've, I got it from the, the narrator. Um, and oh, the star clock, the star clock, that's hard to say star clock chronicles by, um, EJ kitchens kitchens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I read a lot of indie. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm trying to do more. I mean, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many books. I I, I don't have time to get through them all. You don't, you don't either. I mean, I'm, there's even the big names are the ones I want to read, but I'm trying to read my friends too, who are published and who are who are getting their stuff out there because they, they need support too. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll admit the ones you just mentioned, I hadn't, I wasn't familiar with them, but if, if, they're, if they're indie, then, then that's yeah. good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there one author or one style in particular you, you think you you tried to emulate when you were writing yours? Or does, or does, does it depend on which, which series or which, which tone you're going for? It does kind of depend on the series yeah. and the story. I would say... I was probably shooting for Lloyd Alexander with my first series and it's always, it always makes me happy when people go, Oh, this, this feels like Pride in Chronicles. I'm like, yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I think I was, I think I was shooting a little bit more for uh, a cross between uh, Timothy Zahn and um, Jim Butcher with, uh, with my newest series. I was going to say, have you read um, Jim Butcher's book, The Aeronauts Windlass? Yes, I have. I love it so much. I read that one a few years ago and he hasn't done the sequel yet. And I'm I'm like, I know. I'm like I, I liked it, and 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 I, I mean now now I would have to go back and read what happens again because I, I don't remember about. But just just what 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 you you described with the order orb in the airship made me think of that one. So yeah, I, when I was writing the book, I was I knew that book was out there, and I was really scared to write it or to read it because I was afraid I was you, writing the same story. It's not at all. It's not at yeah, all okay. the same story. Is but, it even the same in terms of like world building or anything like like similar? no. No, the world building is totally different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah like totally, totally different setting, set, setting and everything. But yeah, yeah. for sure, same kind of I don't know, almost steampunky airships and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that makes me want to read it. It's hearing it's Zon, Zon and Butcher combined. That's a good combo. So when does it come out? Um, it comes out June sixteenth. Okay, I'll have to keep that in mind. Okay, the yep. Orban airship, June sixteenth. Everyone, be there. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, great discussion so far. Um, I'm wondering if, if, if we can shift it from, oh, wait, wait there are, are a, a couple comments. Um, Sarah says, um, Merrick has major Captain Grimm vibes from the Aeronauts Wind Blast. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Merrick is one of your characters, I guess. He's the captain of the airship. Yeah. Okay. And the book, the book, is, the book isn't out yet, but I guess you've had people, you've had friends review it or something. Yeah. So I ran a Kickstarter for it, the series. Nice. And okay. so a lot of people have gotten early copies, which was awesome. part of the perk of backing the Kickstarter was being able to read everything before everybody else. And the, the audiobook is live because I, oh, cool. you know, we were trying to, to match it up with the, the release, but Audible just kind of puts it out there whenever it's done. Hey. <laughs> so. Hey, nice. Okay. So it's out there already if you, if you like yep. audio. So yep. keep it in mind. Okay. Great discussion. Um, I want to shift to ask, I guess, going kind of behind the scenes. Um, I've asked people before, well, what's their biggest challenge? Challenge is what's writing, and I'll, and I'll get there. But um, usually, one thing they say at first is finding the time. So I'm like, so I'm wondering, how do you find the time, time to write? I mean, I mean, you know, most of us aren't, aren't able to write novels full time, although that's the dream kind of. But you're, I, I, I think you're a homeschool mom, is that right? Um, yep. And I'm sure you got other things going on. So what occupies? Hey, buddy. Speaking of, ch- of children, there's my little guy. Hey, buddy. That is, that is talking to someone. You want to come say hi? Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Little cameo. Mm-hmm. This is my little guy. Hi. Hey. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. He's cute. Thank you. That always makes it makes it more fun to to see the kids. But last one of these I did, we, we had um we had a cameo from the author's daughter, so uh, who was Aww. about. So, yeah. So good segue, um, yeah. but um, I know, so like what occupies you during the day? How many kids do you have? Um, and how do you find the, find the time to write and all that? Yeah, well, I have four children and I homeschool uh, them. Okay. And since since I have four hobbits, I often you tell did. people that I am Gandalf because nice. four hobbits, you know, wizards. <laughs> just, just, just have to grow out the beard a little bit more. <laughs> right, I need a big pointy hat. Mm-hmm. So it's the um, age range? Uh, 14. 11, eight and six. Nice. So, okay. so they're busy. Uh, they're, they're wonderful. And they, uh, they're upstairs cleaning the house right now. <laughs> so hopefully that keeps them quiet. Um, but yeah, they, um, 
I have a very supportive family. And so they all think that the fact that I write is really cool. And so they, they do give me a lot of time. I get, I get some time in the afternoons, most days. I mean, sometimes you got to go grocery shopping instead of writing the next chapter, but I also do a lot of writing after they go to bed. I was, I was thinking that, I mean, that's when I do most of mine, but with teenagers, I, I don't know if, 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 if they, they go to bed like as early as you want them to now but but then well we yeah. have a 7 30 bedtime but the two older girls get to read until nine nice. and nice. they love to read so no, it works yeah. well that, that, that's good they also let you write and i mean because there's hands are reading and i was gonna say at that point you can kind of let them, let them do their own thing while you do your own thing yeah this guy not, not quite not quite yet we're not we're not there yet one, you'll one get day. there yeah so Okay, very good. So, so you have kind of a rhythm that works for you. You write in the afternoons and or in the evening at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and of course, as, as most of us know, it's not just writing, but you have to do, you have to edit your stuff too. You have to look, you have to, you know, you you run the run the Kickstarter, I guess, and do all the all the publishing and and promotion and things like that. It's, it's everything, on, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're an indie yeah. author, you do everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you have so, to you have to get a team around you that has a similar vision and and likes your stuff. And so I have I have three editors that I hire. Oh wow. And yeah. uh, so my my books usually go through about three or four rounds of edits. And then uh, my husband does all my formatting and he also nice. likes to draw maps. So I get okay. that for free, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have, I've worked with a couple of cover artists. Usually I work with Savannah Jazowski with Dragon Pen Designs, okay. Um, okay. but, uh, but occasionally I've worked with a couple others. So um, yeah, it's, it's a team. Yeah. I mean, no one writes in isolation or if they, if they did, they probably won't, probably won't go very far. So, so yeah, that's yeah. good. I was, um, what was going to say, yeah. I was, I was going to, I wanted to touch later on your publishing process and how that all goes, but, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad you have you have people people with you. And it sounds like if you're able to hire editors, I mean, you know, you you you, you maybe have made some profit. I mean, I mean, you're you're still not like in, in independently wealthy or anything, but but hey. I'm not Timothy Zahn yet. <laughs> not yet, yeah. And no. I mean. Even even after they came, after go to go to cons and stuff, I actually got got to meet him at a con a few years ago. It was pretty cool. Very uh, cool. I got to meet him a couple months ago because he came out to Minneapolis, and nice. uh, my husband was flying out of Minneapolis that weekend, and so I was like, "Well, let's go a little early." And so we we paid to get into the con just so we could go see Timothy Zahn. <laughs> I actually I was living in DC DC area at the time, and I um they had their awesome con, and I didn't even look up beforehand who was going to be there I, I just it was like my first time going to, to a big one like that and I was like sure and then, and then I saw I, then once I was there I saw, I saw the program I was like Luthi Donna's here I need to find him so so that was cool but yeah I, if I know I, I, I would have brought my books for autographs but I did meet him one time yeah I did bring my books for autographs that's, that's good yeah you, you were smart you planned ahead okay yeah, well, well, well I, I, and now I'd, I'd be looking like this, this huge thing of books because I have all, all the little Star Wars ones. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I only brought a couple. I brought The Icarus yeah. Hunt and I brought my original um, Heir, Heirs to the Empire, uh, nice. Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy. So he's yes. very nice. I don't think yeah. that's how you're supposed to go to a Comic-Con, just like just to go to see one them. author, but that's what it, I did. It works, it works. No, I, when I was there, it, I was both both... As a fan, I like this, but as an author, I didn't. Is, is that like, like you know, the, the authors aren't treated like celebrities, like, 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 like for the 
um, actors and such, you have to pay, pay extra to meet them and it's this whole event. Mm-hmm. And the authors, they just have, have their one table and they're, they're kind of like, like hoping people will, will come to them. And you know, as a fan, I, I loved it because I, 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 I could meet him for free or, or for, for, you know, for, for no extra charge. I met him, I met a few other, other comic book writers and stuff. Um, but as an author, I was like, that is kind of a bum deal for the author just, author just but hey, yeah. um, that's, that's, for better or for worse, that's part of the life these days. Uh, unless it's like Stanley, who was a writer, but um, but but then, but then was also also achieved celebrity status. Um, you kind of have to do your own promotion, even at cons and such. So, yeah. Well, the nice thing was he had sold out of everything by the time that's we cool. got to him. So yeah. yeah, it's possible to be to be big like that. Okay. Um, getting back on track, although I'm I'm grateful for I'm grateful for this this discussion. But what are your biggest struggles then with the craft of actually writing or editing not 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 just time management but like when it comes to the writing and editing what's the hardest part for you do you think it kind of depends on the day sure. because sometimes I would tell you that drafting is the hardest part because I'm bumping up against a wall and I don't know where the story's going next or I don't or I know where the story's going next but I don't know how to get it there and are you a potter or a seat of your pants kind of writer or both <sighs> Um, well, I started very much as a, as a, uh, as a pantser, like just mm-hmm. sat down and wrote my first couple of books with no idea who anybody was or what the world looked like or where the story was going and discovered later that that requires a lot more editing after the fact. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, if I, if I'm going to get faster at this, I'm going to need some kind of outline. And I still love the discovery writing, I still like to leave myself enough space inside the outline to know that, you know, there are going to be places that surprise me, but, yeah. but I do, I do more outlines now. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I tend, yeah. I'm a planner myself and I know not everyone works that way, but it works for me. Yeah. So figuring out where, where, where things are going to go. Gonna go. Is that the yeah, hard figuring part? out where things are going to go or figuring out, okay, I've got point A and point B. How do I get from one to the next? Uh, and then, you know, sometimes when I get my editor's notes back, I'll tell you that's the hardest part because sometimes it's like, no, you have to change everything. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I- hiccup and how to train your dragon. You just gestured at all of me. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, thanks for laughing. Yeah, sure. But um, I've written that struggle bus before. I'm like, but these are my scenes that I wrote for back for important backstory that that is essential right. development. And the editor is like. It's flashbacks. They don't move the plot, the plot along. Get rid of it. And yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 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 For sure. Or or when my editor thinks that my main like hero is a villain and that's a problem. So <laughs> so I gotta, yeah. oh I gotta change that character. So just things like that. And then I think uh, the waiting. There's a lot of waiting. Sure. to being an author because you're waiting for a cover you're waiting for your editor to get back to you you're waiting for the I've you know do audiobooks so I'm waiting for yeah. my narrator to and he's the fastest narrator on the planet I think sure. like I can't keep overnight. up with him but there is a little bit of waiting still yeah. and and then there's just the okay everything's done what do I, what do, I, what do, I do now but I told everybody June 16th so now we've got to wait <laughs> so yeah yeah yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. deadline, sure, or or, yeah. or or just yeah, it's hard to predict exactly how, how it'll go. And yeah, of course, if you do traditional publishing, then 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 you gotta gotta wait on that too, because and on, on the wheels to turn there. And 
someone to find someone to find you but yeah it's it's you know it, it, it's playing a long game it really is i mean i've i've said that before with, with other, other guests i've had in here and i've read it in a few, you know, a few books but i mean if you know we, we all we all have this picture kind of, of of like you know being an author just um overnight success which if that was ever true it's not really true anymore but yeah so I don't know that anybody is ever really an overnight success. It just right. looks that way from the yeah. outside. Yeah, I mean, right. Even, even the big ones who who we would consider that like like they um you know they worked hard, and yeah. and then then suddenly suddenly they're discovered. Like like I read I read Stephen King's book on writing, and he's one of the most successful living authors. And there was a time when he was like teaching part time at the community college and 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 submitting short stories and just waiting waiting for his big break and. Now that, he, now that he has his big break, he's big, but wasn't always the case. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of toiling and obscurity that has to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, so, most people don't see that. Right, right. It's about perseverance, willing, being willing to put in the work over time. And I mean, you know, writing a book, writing a novel, a manuscript is is great, and that's a big part. That's the first part of the process. But um, but but I mean, then there's editing and everything else you mentioned that that goes into it if you want to be really good yeah okay yeah um sarah asked in which book did your editor think your main hero was a villain can you come, come on that or, <laughs> that would that would be the the orb in the airship <laughs> oh, that, 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 that's that's a new one okay yeah there's a new one my my development my developmental editor i can't talk today it's a problem my developmental editor really didn't like merrick uh my pirate yeah. captain at all and yeah. uh yeah i had to soften him a little <laughs> But I had a huge win the other day because I got his notes back from book four and he said, Merrick is starting to grow on me. Okay. Book so four, that was, uh, yeah, that was a huge series. win. <laughs> I was like, I think everybody else is going to like Merrick before then, but he's also got who Merrick was. You know, when you read the, the very rough draft of something, even, even then reading the, the polished stuff later, I think you still have a little bit of an image of who the characters were or what the story right. was like before you know yeah, so he's got weird. a different yeah. view of it mm -hmm. okay so the first book is just now about to release but you've yep. already written book four i have written all five books yes that's pretty impressive yeah yeah, yeah. wow i was going to ask you about future plans in the series but um to have it all drafted up front that's that's or or just about i mean do you have, yeah. you have book, yeah. five drafted? book five is written yeah so it's actually it's five books with a spinoff that doesn't take place in the same time frame so it's not part of the series so it's actually six books okay. and they're all coming out over the next two to two and a half years because i wanted to i wanted to rapid release i went to okay. realm makers a couple years ago and they were talking about rapid releasing and i was like oh i like that idea uh it is a lot of work up front sure but now that now that we've kind of gotten through it i think it's just going to go it's going to go really smoothly and people don't have to wait as long yeah to find out what happens next not like jim butcher out there if you watch right. I don't think he's watching, but, but who, oh, who released... you know, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> hey, hey, who knows? Who knows? No, who 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 released his first his first his first book in the series? What twenty oh, years ago? Yeah, I got ago. it in twenty eighteen. I think I don't know if, if it came out that year or the year before, and still hasn't released the second one. And I don't even remember what happened to the first one now. So, well, I think he's still doing better than Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> Too soon? No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not soon enough. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Okay. Then, um, yeah, we talked talk, talk about um, difficulties or challenges 
what do you think is the big strength in your writing or ho hopefully one-on-one -on -one big strength but what's what's one thing or a few things that your stories do really really well I think I do dialogue really well okay um I really enjoy writing dialogue and a lot of people have told me that it's very realistic and that they love it so I'm gonna I'm gonna accept that as truth mm -hmm. <laughs> um I think I I think I do a, a pretty good job. I don't know. My, my readers can tell me if I do, if, if this is true or not, but I think I do a pretty good job of tackling the tropes that are expected and, and giving enough of a twist that it surprises you without just completely subverting everything. So, you know, cause I, I think that there is a certain amount of expectation that should be hit. Absolutely. And, yeah. and then, you know, but, but you want some surprises and you want some twists. And I think that's a balance. That's, that's very hard to, yeah. to achieve. That's the word I'm looking for. People, you know, people have, have expectations just because of, of the genre and mm -hmm. right before, you know, my book is about superheroes. I mean, I am in, I am relying sometimes intentionally consciously relying on people's understanding of other superhero tropes. So I don't have to explain the, sci-fi science that I, that I actually can't explain because I don't know real science but but um but but, but I'm like yeah they, they are powered because that's what happened uh, from chemicals and stuff but 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 um but yeah I'm, I'm expecting people to, to, to buy that but I still have to surprise them and stuff so there you go oh Sarah says Jim, Jim Butcher is finally releasing the sequel to Aeronauts when last I did not hear that I mean I I've, I've heard it's been in, in talks for a long time I, I didn't hear a release date so well, well cool that okay yeah good to know very cool i know he was sick for a really long time i don't know so, that. Yeah. you know yeah that, that, that'll do it I, I guess i'll give him a pass but no <laughs> for now okay you said dialogue any other major strengths um i mean major, major high points i mean i you, think you, yeah go ahead yeah i think i think my world building mm -hmm. a lot of people like that i have a lot of help with that my husband does a lot of brainstorming with me on that sometimes he he starts all the world building process and then hands it over to me. So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think that does really well. I think people like my characters, they're just mm -hmm. relatable and you want to root for them. And sometimes they, they just kind of step off the page. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You did say earlier, you, you take people on adventures. So, I mean, you need I mean, characters and world building and all that stuff combined, but, but when you get it, when, when you get it right, it's near, what they call narrative transportation, which it's like you're, you're basically you're in, in you're sucked into the story. You, you know, you, you you are invested in the story, and you want to keep reading, and and you, and you don't want it to end. So that's that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, do your um you mentioned world building? Do your books like are they each a different fantasy world? Like like or or are any of them like Earth? But or are they all like different different worlds? Currently, they're all different worlds. Um, an echo of the Fae is probably the closest to our own sort of based on an island like Scotland, but it's not Scotland. So it's, and it has Fae and magic portals. So okay. not real. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, I got that, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. It says, um, the Cinder Spires book two, um, called the Olympian affair is releasing in November. So oh that's exciting okay. finally yeah i'll have to go back and read and read really read the summary of the first one but yeah so, sounds good okay cool good stuff um 
Do you have any writing or editing tips you can offer that you think most people maybe don't know or most, most people overlook? Yeah, I was looking at that question earlier and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's a big I don't one. know. Uh, I think, and I've heard this one before, so I don't know if it's one that people don't know. I do think it's one okay. that gets overlooked because okay. it's hard. Yeah. But reading your own book out loud hmm. is a huge help with editing. And even if you've got a good editor, sometimes things will get missed. And even if you do this, sometimes you'll miss it. Or, you know, if you do some of it and then you let your narrator do a lot of it. <laughs> but I always find typos when mm -hmm. I'm proofing the audio. And I always find stuff where I'm like, oh, five sets of eyes looked at this and nobody caught it, you know, type of thing. And so I really do think there's a certain, yeah. when, when you have to read it out loud, when you have to say every word, it slows you down. And as authors, we can get so rushed and we can feel like we're so under the gun or we have to, you know, move the process along that maybe we skip some things or, you know, what you wrote, you, your brain knows what mm -hmm. you meant mm -hmm. to write and then you can't see. So you don't see it. Yeah. The mistake. Yeah. And so reading it out loud does slow you down and kind of forces you to see those. It's sad for me. Like, like how many books have I written? Like, like. Now that I'm I'm, I'm trying to trying to read out a lot more books, and I mean, even books that I read like by by big authors and big big publishers, almost every book I find at least one typo in. I'm like, oh come on, but but um, I mean, people make mistakes. I, I, I get it, but I'm like, who, how many people saw, saw this and send it, send it to publishing, and it happens. Yeah, um, yeah, reading out loud is important. I don't always do that initially, but um, I have a writers group. Well, well, I mean, honestly, we have. Had a hard time meeting consistently lately, um, but I have, have had a writers group in the past where we read read portions out loud, and then and that's when I catch stuff. I mean, I mean, it's not always typos. I mean, it, it could be, but it, it's also just like I use that word three times in a row. I mean, I mean it's not wrong necessarily, but it's, it's repetitive. So I want right. to I want to change that, or or I'm like that doesn't sound as good, sound as good as it did in my head. So yeah, that's important. Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially if it, I mean just for readability. Right. When, if you're going to stumble over yeah. something as you read it out loud, then someone might stumble over it, reading it quietly as well. You know, it's just kind of that, like, wait, that, that seems awkward that, and it's, I, I was an English major um, and an English teacher in high school for a couple of years. And so I can't, I can't not, you know, but, <laughs> but there is a, like, I can't not see typos when I, when I read, like I was, like you were talking about there, you know, mm -hmm. I'll find at least one in every book I read. I mean, you know, and you know, even Jim Butcher, even Timothy's on, they, they have a couple here and there and, and that's fine, but it's funny. Cause there's like, when a lot of times I would write awkward wording, you know, on my students' papers. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Just, my cat was joining us and I was trying, oh. I was trying to um, corral her, but go ahead. <laughs> Um, but that's something that's hard to explain, right? It's like awkward wording. Well, what do you yeah. mean by this? It's like, well, read it out loud. I can't read it out loud, and then you tell me. It just is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I work as a writer, writer editor now on my day job, and I and I have and I have to be like, this doesn't seem right. I can't. And I'm like, sometimes I can't, sometimes I can't tell you why. Sometimes I can, but sometimes I can't. Right. Doesn't doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that's important. I mean, and we want the little details to be right. I mean, I mean, yes, most people will, will probably get on board with the big, you know, the big story, the big picture. It's great, but for quality work, we want we want the little things to, to be right and to be perfect, honestly. So that's uh, that is so important. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for the, for the reminder.
Okay, I was going to ask you about your publishing process, and of course, we've touched on that already. Um, I know you did self-publish, so, so I mean, you you do all of it. I mean, with, with the team, with help, but you know, you, you didn't go through a publisher or anything, so you do all of it. How did you know like which which path was best for you? Did you did, did you ever have to consider traditional publishing versus self-publishing, or did you just kind of decide one day to do it? I think everybody, well, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak for everybody on the planet, but I do think that the majority of authors start out with the dream of a traditional publisher. Yeah, I, I did, you know, I'm, but I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm just recently trying that myself and yeah, there it goes. yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just a different path. There are different, mm -hmm. different paths. Um, but as I was, cause I, I did spend about a year querying. Okay. And, um, and nothing I had written at that point was good enough. <laughs> so, you know, it's a good thing that I didn't get a publisher, mm -hmm. but I kind of, I kind of quickly came to the, the conclusion that I could, I had a choice. I could yeah. spend my life writing query letters, which I detest, <laughs> or I could spend my life writing the stories that I really want to write, which I love. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's going to be more work. And yes, I'm going to toil probably longer in obscurity. And yes, I have to do all the work myself, but I'm actually writing stories and yeah. I'm, I'm putting them out there and I'm finding my audience. And, and it's one, one person at a time and it's very slow, but the, the audience that I've found is so fantastic. Awesome. And I love writing these stories for them. Yeah. And I don't like writing query letters. So <laughs> <laughs> you go. you're, you're, you're going to do what you love and you are finding people who appreciate it you may yeah. not be jk rowling yet um but you're finding you're finding success and you're finding an audience and, and you're growing over time that's good yeah that's awesome yeah um i know it's a hassle but i mean e even these days even if you do traditional you're expected to do at least a good bit of the marketing on your own i, I mean I guess the appeal there is they might help at least somewhat, somewhat with marketing and or more, more, more people can find them maybe. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I haven't, I'm on, on the journey myself still. I haven't, haven't done it successfully yet, but I mean, um, you know, the dream of, you know, like, like I'm, I'm going to submit it to a publisher and then I'll never have to touch it, have to touch it again. They'll sell it for me. That's um, rarely true anymore. Again, unless you're Stephen King or J.K. Rowling. So. Right. Yeah. And they uh, probably still have to edit too. Probably do. Probably. probably. Do. Or yeah, I don't know. Anyway. But um yeah, good stuff. I'm I'm glad you found what works for you. It's it's yeah. I mean, after like what, nine books or something? Um, you, you said you have, you have two I've got two already, but um I've got seven books out. Okay. And, and I've got six more coming that are already okay. written. Yeah. yeah. After seven or eight books coming out, then that I mean it seems like it seems like it works for you. So yeah. That's great. That's good. Yeah. You're finding finding what works. You're 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 living the dream, or at least on the journey to, to living. I the am dream. on the journey. I am living the dream. It's very nice being a stay-at-home homeschooling mom. I do yeah. have an advantage in that my husband works at a full-time job that he loves as well, that more than pays for our lives. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, as long and and my hobby pretty much pays for itself um, okay. at this point. But, you know, a lot of people have hobbies that don't, that don't <laughs> make any money, you know? So it's like, well, you know, if it's just a hobby, it's okay. I've, I've, had, I've had a lot of hobbies that cost money and, yeah. and can be a time, a time and money suck. Yeah. 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 
So my husband calls my writing our um, high-risk long-term retirement plan. <laughs> nice. Hey, maybe by retirement time, it, it, it'll pay off. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good stuff. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it's going well um, and, and you're moving along. I, I, I'm just curious, like when did your first book come out? So like how long have you been on this journey? Uh, I published King's Warrior in 2012. Okay. So it's so been 11 10, years. 10, 11 years. Yeah. And, you know, still not nationally known or anything, but you, nope. you have an audience and they're, they're faithful. It sounds, sounds like, and you're, and you, you know, you, you've had enough success to keep, to keep going. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Glad to hear it. Um, where are your books available and uh, either, either your previous ones or the orb and the airship, where can people find those if they're interested? I mean, on Amazon is the, the big one there. I believe most of them are also available. Like if you wanted to buy them through Barnes and Noble, but the, the Kindle, like the eBooks are all just on Amazon. Okay. Amazon. And I guess through your website too, probably. I mean, I don't sell them directly. So okay. people okay. can go to my website and they can find out about my books, which will direct them to Barnes and Noble or Amazon. There you go. Okay. Everything's, everything's online these days. It's, it's just, it's easy, easy to find things on Amazon. So, yep. okay. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, we've touched on this also, but like, what have you done or what are you doing for self-promotion slash engaging the audience, uh, marketing, if you want to call it that. I mean, that's for better or for worse. That's part of the writing, especially self-publishing. That's part of the writing journey these days. So how's that going? It's going pretty well, actually. Usually I would tell you marketing is the hardest thing, but lately I feel like there have been a couple of breakthroughs that okay. have been really helpful, like the Kickstarter. Um, yeah. was, I think, a uh, kind of a big step. And then I just recently took the book launch blueprint class that Thomas yeah. Umstead Jr. and James L. Rubar teach. And felt like I learned a ton about that. Um, I've had a lot of opportunities lately, just like very recently to be on shows like this and podcasts yeah. and different things. So, um, so that's been exciting and uh, fun. And yeah, just... Uh, oh, and I did, I did a Goodreads giveaway uh, for the book one as well of yeah. the Orb and the Airship. So um, yeah. that just ended and we'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it, it kind of runs, it does its own thing and you, you know, you, it gets done and you get an email and it says, we have chosen your hundred fans and a thousand people entered your giveaway and nice. okay. I, I don't know what that, it just does it by itself, which is lovely. Okay. okay. You think did, did a thousand people actually enter that's that, that's cool. yeah a thousand yeah 1200 people actually entered the giveaway wow. and then they do all since amazon owns goodreads now um i didn't realize that okay yeah. yep it's been a couple of years i think like yeah it's been a couple of years right. um but goodreads has just kind of continued doing its own thing and amazon yeah. sort of stays out of it which is lovely so far, I, I only use goodreads from, from, from the reader side I, I, yeah I, I, once i publish my book hopefully that, that'll change but yeah yeah, for sure. Very but cool. yeah, since they're linked, then Goodreads just grabs your book off of Amazon and sends it to the winners. And nice, it's lovely. Yeah, that's really cool. So that that part, that part is like something you don't have to do. Yeah, like the, the, the system or whoever is doing it for you. That, yeah, and a hundred people will, will will get your book. Yeah, and everybody who enters now, the way that they do their Goodreads now, the way that they that Goodreads does their giveaways now is everyone who enters a giveaway, that book automatically gets put on your want to read shelf. Nice. So it's just a little bit of advertising to. It's cool. Yeah, a lot of I people. Like it. I like it. Yeah. 
And, and you're on social media and stuff. Do you do yep. much promotion on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I try to just be active and, and interesting um, mm-hmm. <laughs> on, that, that, on social media. About, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not the expert. I, I, I've been doing it for a few years and have learned a, f- a few things, but I think that's at that, that's 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 the battle. Yeah. So I've, I've been, I've had a blog that I've run for, I think we were realizing like since 2007. So I have a lot of content. Uh, it has been a little quieter lately sure. because I've been writing <laughs> books, which is good. Um, and then on Facebook and Instagram, I, I just try to share a lot of times. Instagram is just pictures of books that I like or books that I read or books that I want to read. Um, and occasionally like the snow because I live in Wisconsin and we get a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, I've, I've been trying to like, like just, I mean, I mean, appealing to, appealing to the writer crowd is, is also the, the reader crowd. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's definitely an overlap there. So I'm like, I'm not like I I joined Instagram. I I joined TikTok, and I was like, I'm not sure what to post that has to do with my writing because it's just it's you know very short content. And I'm right. Just, and a lot of times I'm just, I'm just just talking about books. So right. And I think I think that's a valid. I think, well, my hope is that what I do is I post books that people go, ooh, that sounds interesting, and mm-hmm. then they read it, and then they go, ooh she has good taste. Maybe she writes well as well. And <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Hope. But yeah. Facebook, I do a lot of, like, I'll do a lot of sharing. Like I have a fantasy find hashtag that I, I try cool. to find cool things, cool pictures and, okay. and funny memes and yeah, whatever, works. whatever I feel like. I mean, we all, you know, every, everyone consumes that kind of thing. Everyone looks at memes these days. So right. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um, well, I only have a couple couple more things. So if you want to, um, so anyone watching the audience, if you have any quest, questions or comments for Janelle, um, last chance to put them in the chat there. We've had a great discussion so far. Um, I, had this on, I had this on the list. I was going to ask you, what do you have in the works currently or for the future? But of course, we talked about that. You, you have the orb and the airship mm-hmm. and then five or six more coming out or? Yeah, five more after that. Yeah. Five yeah. more after that. So six, six, yeah. Six, so. yeah, orb and the airship comes out in June. And then the the little spinoff uh, story that is not part of that series, but is set in the same world mm-hmm. is Steel Tomorrow. And that's coming out in September and it is an Oliver Twist retelling. Nice. Okay. So. Cool. And then um, over the next maybe two or three years, you said? Because rap- rapidly. Yeah, about the next two years, the rest okay. of the Turham archive will come out. So. Okay. So here, everyone, f- follow that series, get them all. Um, Beyond that, do you have any more plans for series or, or books in the future or, or anything to, I mean, I mean, maybe not that that's fleshed out yet, or maybe it is, I don't know. Um, yeah, I always, always have lots of ideas. Uh, I do have, so I was talking about An Echo of the Fae, which is currently a standalone, but I have written a complete outline for book two. And I actually have a cover for it now because my cover oh. artist was bored and... <laughs> needed something to do. And so I was like, well, I'm planning on writing this book. And now I have one of the most gorgeous covers I've ever seen. And I don't have a book to put in it. So I need to write that. Yeah, soon. there you go. Okay. So an echo of the phase, it's only, only the one book so far, but it's going to yeah. be a series. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at your website. I see that, that was our Realm, Realm Award winner. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. How'd that feel to, to, to win that award? Amazing. I, I've told people that's really the only book award out there that I care about. Okay. So that was huge. Awesome. Well, very good. Very good to hear. Cool stuff. 
Okay. Well, um, last thing I was going to ask you was, um, where can people follow you and your work online? Can you give us the names of your your website and your blog and your social media handles so everyone can follow you when they want to? For sure. Um, my blog is janelleschmidt.com. Yeah. J-E-N-E-L-L-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T.com. Right. Okay. And then Facebook, I'm Janelle Leanne Schmidt. And Twitter and Instagram, I'm Janelle L. Schmidt. Yeah. And I'll I'll put those in the, yeah. I'll, I'll email those to you. Yeah, that sounds good. Facebook, you have an author page as well, right? Yeah, that's the Janelle Leanne Schmidt. Yeah, Janelle Leanne yeah. Schmidt. I think, I think it says author. I, I just found it, found it this, morning, this morning, actually, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all, all the big ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go follow Janelle and anyone who's on there. Okay. Well, great talk. Thank you for coming on today and answering some of our questions. Um, I actually am excited for the Orbiting Airship. I don't know that, know that I hear about it. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, like, you know, I interview about a, few, a few different authors on here, and I, I can't always read their books just because of the time commitment, but but that, that sounds that, that sounds, sounds like what I'd enjoy now. So Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. I might have to check it out when, when yeah. it comes out. P people are really liking it. I've, I've I got some big endorsers for that one, which was really okay. exciting. So again, like there's little marketing things, but yeah. because of people I've met through Realm Makers, um, and it's funny because I had some authors asking me like, how do I go about getting endorsements? And I was like, go to Realm Makers <laughs> yeah, <there> you go. <laughs> because you'll meet people and just like interact with much bigger name authors than you as like just normal people. And it's wonderful. Yeah. I, I almost went this year. I, I, I was, as I was thinking about it and just, um, with our, our, our vacation time and stuff, it didn't work out. But because I'm querying, I was like, that would be a good place to, 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 you know, make those connections. But I also thought, well, once I have a book to, book to, book to sell and market, also yeah. be good. Maybe next year, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we do have a few more questions in the chat. Carla asks, when you're writing, do you tend to make up characters and then the adventure for them or make up adventures and create characters for them? Ooh, good question. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I tend to make up the, the characters always come first for me when it comes to characters versus plot. The world often comes the very first, okay. but, but it's definitely characters. And then it's like, okay, where are these characters going to go? What are they going to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good question. Okay. Characters first. They say that's better. I mean, I mean, I, I, there might be exceptions, but I mean, character driven is, is better mm -hmm. than plot driven generally because we re really connect and resonate with, with the characters. That's good. Thanks for answering. And then Sarah asks, does Steal the Morrow include any characters from the term archive? Or is that a spoiler? Um, there is one, but it's uh it's very subtle. And yeah. I don't really flesh it out too terribly much. And you don't meet him until mantles of oak and iron. But okay. yes, there is one crossover character. But uh, Steel Tomorrow takes place about a hundred years before the orb in the airship. So, okay. Okay. yeah, I'm look out for that. If you, if you read the book, then yeah. So Steel Tomorrow can totally be read by itself. It does not. You don't have to. But for for fans who follow you, it's nice when there are the subtle connections, and you're like, yes. oh, that's yes. Cool. I, I try to throw a couple Easter eggs in here and there. It's cool. It's like it's like it's like the moment when, when you realize that that the, the, the professor is, is Diggory and I'm like, whoa. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, I'm sorry for anyone else. <laughs> that one's been out for a while. Yeah. That's, <laughs> At that's this it. point, it's their fault if it's I a think spoiler. The spoiler over. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Janelle, for coming on today and, and just having this, this great conversation with us and, and for sharing your work with the world.
Um, anything else you want to say to the people at home before we sign off? No, just keep reading. Okay, keep reading. Good idea. So thanks again for being on. Um, and thanks, thanks you at home for watching, for um, Sarah and Carla and any others commenting. Oh, wait, okay, one, one, one more question um, from Sarah. Since your husband helps with world building, does he also write? And would you ever consider co-authoring something with him? Ooh, good question. We were just having this conversation with a friend the other night. Uh, no, he does not write. Okay. He, um, when, so he wrote, he, he created the world that my new series is set in. And he created a bunch of history for it and backstory and all of this. And then he tried really hard to write a story and he got through about a chapter and he gave it to me and he was like, this is horrible. It sounds like an engineer wrote it. it well, he is an engineer, so it makes sense, but it was We're very imaginative, but, but words are not as medium. Yeah. Okay. And so he was like, I am not a writer. So while, you know, I wouldn't necessarily mind putting his name on books as like, you know, giving him the credit. He doesn't want it. <laughs> He's like, I don't write. So yeah. good to know. Maybe in another in, in, in another life or <laughs> out there in the, in the multiverse somewhere. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for watching at home and for commenting and for and for being here. Um, you can like my page, Samuel N. Harris, for future discussions and content for writers, or sign up for my mailing list at the link in the description. When you sign up, you'll get a free sample of my novel, Fractured Heroes, a few of my favorite scenes that I think you'll enjoy. And of course, if you haven't already, go check out Janelle's work too at JanelleSchmidt.com and on social media. Okay. Well, thank you for watching, everyone. Thank you, Janelle, for being here today. Have a great weekend.